In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, imagine for a second if this week's Gospel reading, the priest read, read the Gospel, and he said in, from the Gospel, Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mount, mountain, he opened his mouth, his disciples were after, were, came after him, and he started teaching them, and he said, Blessed are the rich, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the comfortable. Blessed are the strong. Blessed are those who are satisfied. Blessed are the remorseless. Blessed are the unforgiving. Blessed are the gossipers the ones that start problems. Well, what kind of a God would that be? What would you think about that God? What would you do in relation to that God? If you heard that preached in the church, what would you think about God if this is what Jesus preached on the mountain? Probably every one of us would say, well, that's not my God. That's not the God that I would follow. It's not the one that I would see as good. But then there's a contradiction here with all of us that would say that. Because the reality is, brothers and sisters, every one of us reveres that God so often. Every one of us reveres a God that says, blessed are the rich, happy are the rich. This is what the word happy means. Tuwa in Chaldean means blessed, it also means happy or lucky. In Latin it's the same thing, beatitus. beatus. Blessed or happy are the rich. This is the God that we so often worship. Blessed, happy are the comfortable. This is the God that we revere. This is the one that we bow down to so often. Why? Because this is the way we're taught now in the world. This is the society that we've created for ourselves. Where comfort, riches, luxury, where these things are the highest values and the things that we seek after the most, the things that we sacrifice for. But then when I ask you the question, would you follow that God? Of course, every one of us are, is going to say no, because we know inherently that this is wrong. We know inherently that true happiness does not come from comforts and luxuries and riches and being gossiping about people and making problems between people and making divisions between ourselves and others. We know that this is not the God that is the true God that exists in heaven, that created the world, that created every one of us. We know this inherently. And so why do we revere that God so often? This is a question all of us, I think, should meditate on and really reflect on. Because in the Gospel reading, Jesus gives us, in today's Gospel reading, Jesus gives us a real plan of life. Everybody asks the question, in fact, not even Christians. It's not limited only to Christians. Aristotle, even, just a pagan philosopher, hundreds, hundreds of years before Christ, Plato, the same thing. Philosophers from as far as we can go back until now ask the question, what makes human beings happy? Well, Jesus answers the question right over here. What makes human beings happy? It's not the God of riches and luxuries and comfort. It's the opposite, in fact. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. They shall be comforted. So he's juxtaposing these things now. 
mourning versus comfort. Blessed are the ones that are uncomfortable in this life. Blessed are those that are the peacemakers, not the ones that gossip, not the ones that take revenge out on other people, not the ones that hold grudges against others. Blessed are those that thirst and hunger for righteousness sake, not those that take advantage of the system, not people that cheat so that they can gain an advantage over others. This is the road to happiness. Follow these things and we will be happy. Why? Because Jesus himself is these things. He reveals himself in these beatitudes. How do, we how do we become happy people? Become Jesus Christ and you will be a happy person. How do we become like Jesus Christ? Follow these Beatitudes. Okay. With all that said, why, why do we so easily, so often, fall into this other kind of pseudo-religion where we're revering and we're worshiping this false god of luxuries and comfort and riches and fame and all these other things that society tells us are valuable for human living. We are inclined towards these things, unfortunately. And we have to try really, really hard to be actually happy people. We have to put in a lot of effort to be actually blessed people. We have to put in we have to make a lot of sacrifices and put up with a lot of stuff in this life just to be decent people. This is the reality of the world as it is now after the fall of Adam and Eve. That's just a fact. We have to work really hard to check ourselves and make sure that we don't accidentally go from I want to make enough money to feed my family to I want to make enough money to be a little bit more comfortable to I want to make enough money so that I don't have to uh, worry later on in my life to I, I want to make enough money so that my kids are comfortable so that to I, I want to make enough money so that my grandkids and then my great grandkids don't have to worry about things the inclination is towards evil unfortunately the inclination is towards sin for human nature after the fall of Adam and Eve and that exists in every single one of us so we have to work extra hard to try to fulfill what Jesus says in, in this gospel reading in, this be, in these Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. It's very difficult to be poor in spirit. Very extraordinarily difficult. What it requires of us is to be detached from our material wealth and our monetary wealth. It means to be so much detached to it that if we lose it, we wouldn't be very much emotionally affected by it. We have to be enough detached from our comforts that if we're called to do something that's out of our comfort zone, we're not going to have very much difficulty with it. It'll be uncomfortable, but we'll be able to put up with it with stability. That's what we're called to as Christians. That's why Jesus says, no one greater than John the Baptist has been born of women. And in reference to John the Baptist, he says, did you go out to the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind? No, you went to see John the Baptist who is stable, who is not attached to these things, who eats, who eats locusts and honey for food. Somebody that is detached from the comforts and luxuries of this world and makes himself free for the glory that God wants to give him and the strength that God wants to imbibe in him. When we create a society, like in our society today, where the highest values are to be rich, the highest value is to be comfortable, it's pleasure to accumulate for ourselves as much pleasure as we can, as we can accumulate for ourselves, well, this is just impossible. 
It's impossible because, as Jesus says, to be happy, we have to, in a sense, deny striving after these things as our highest goal. We have to deny riches as our greatest good. To be happy means to be detached from these things. But when we are attached to these things and when these, when these things are our goals in life, success is our goal in life. And we all, we all know what, we, what I mean by success. When success and comforts and luxuries are our greatest achievements, we're just never going to achieve it because it's never going to bring us true happiness. It's never going to bring us true beatitude. And instead, we'll be in this cycle of constantly seeking after it and to the point where we become desperate and so desperate that we grow angry. And then we start to hate other people that have what we're striving after as our highest good. And then anger just becomes this emotion that is cultivated in society over and over and over again and constantly and it becomes the kind of character of a culture which if you look around it is that culture today that is a character that has taken over the culture today anger is what people make money off of now you see it in politics you see it in media they try to make us angry so that we continue to go back to it because anger I've heard this quote before it's a very nice quote anger is the devil's cocaine and because it's like cocaine, it's addicting. And anger becomes this addicting thing. It's in fact, one of the, it's the only one of the seven deadly sins that itself has no limit. You can just get angry and angry and angrier. And there's no limit to how angry we can get until, until a point of complete self-destruction. Anger is the devil's cocaine. And why do we get angry if not because we feel jealous or because we feel that we're that injustice has come upon us because we're not receiving these greatest goods that we have taken upon ourselves, these gods of comforts and luxuries. But Jesus gives us the right way to do this. Instead of living in constant anger, constant frustration that we're not getting what we want because what we want is the opposite of what Jesus says we should want. Instead of living in that constant anger which St. Catherine of Siena very beautifully says, the greatest foretaste of hell in this life is anger and impatience. Instead of living in the life of anger and impatience and constantly seeking after the thing that we want, which is the opposite of what Jesus wants, change your desires. Change our desires. Desire something greater. Desire the more noble thing of human living. Desire the better thing, which is self-sacrifice, to the point of the cross for the sake of this principle called love given to us by God, all of it for God's sake, which will require of us these things that are mentioned in the Beatitudes. Be poor in spirit. Be detached from the luxuries of this life. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Very often we have to go through it. Suffering, in fact, is a common thing, but is actually a good thing. Blessed are those who suffer well. We can add that to the Beatitudes. Blessed are those that suffer in union with the suffering of Christ. This is the road to true happiness. Instead of running away from it constantly, we embrace it lovingly. That is true blessedness and that is true happiness. So brothers and sisters, paganism is an old school religion. But it's one that's never going to go away. Because whenever there are riches 
and whenever there are comforts and whenever there are sins that we strive after above the real principles that God gives to us that he inscribes in our hearts paganism will always exist because all those gods will always come after us and entice us to themselves but Jesus says you and I we are the salt of the earth we are the light of the world therefore let us go after the true light let us go after the true blessedness after true happiness follow these beatitudes imitate Jesus Christ and be happy in this life so that we can be happy in the next as well. Amen.